Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I've got the boys to give. Jonas. To do what? Spank the bastards. Warning. Hang with the boys contains adult language and discussions. If you're easily offended or you're a superhero, do not continue to listen. Pardon my French. Fuck those fuckers. Welcome, everybody, to another installment of Hang with the Boys, where we're going to be talking about season two, episode three, over the hill with a sword of with the swords of a thousand men. Awkward title, but I got through it eventually. You almost fucked it up. Almost. Thomas Cowley here, joined by Ryan Denton and hey. Michael Flores. Hey! Hey! Holler! Hang with uh. my boys. Who did the hump sound? That was not That me. was me. Jeez. It wasn't as good as, fuck yeah! It never is. Nothing can be. But I still like making him uncomfortable. Yeah, it is pretty fun. So. <laughs> <laughs> he just drowns us out. And that's the show. All right, guys. Thank you for coming. I mean, we, we, they already know we're going to give it a 99, so who cares? <laughs> All right, let's go around the room. <laughs> All right, 99. All right, so this is the third and final installment of the first group of episodes that were all dropped simultaneously, which has made some discussions a little bit more challenging. We have bled into some spoilers if you were somebody listening one by one. For that, we apologize, but we're here now. We're We've caught got, up. We're caught up. Now we can say what we don't have to pretend. We, we can just blurt it out. We just can whip just it whip out. Whip it out and show you our big veiny bastard. We can oh. show you our gills. <laughs> Hopefully you don't snicker. All right. <laughs> so this episode was written by Craig Rosenberg and directed by Steve Boyum. And in this one, we have really, I think, the biggest character moment between Butcher and Huey at this point. They are at each other's throats and some decisions are made that really kind of push them to a new stage in their relationship. We see more of what can be from them, what will be, what Butcher has to change into, what Huey must become in order for them to truly be successful. They both kind of need each other. They have to work together. And it's funny when you think about that real quick, because that's probably what's been lacking for butcher and why they haven't been successful whereas in this episode we have huey pulls a win he's the missing ingredient he's the missing ingredient as mother milk says you need this kid and we get a lot more of that at the perfect time because butcher is literally on the verge of losing his shit losing his mind (laughs) he makes some decisions in this episode that are regrettable uh if funny and horrifying all at the same time and I'm team butcher. We start to see everybody get oh, pushed. Are you? I'm team Huey. I'm team starlight slash butcher. I want to see that happen. Wait, you want? Oh, you're yeah. shipping butcher and starlight. Whoa. I can enjoy both parts of that. With, so what, with, a, so, with a little cuckolding so then from what Huey. So then Huey's crying. Sure. He goes, can watch and record. Huey goes after Becca. He which, flips which the script. Which one's Becca? The butcher's wife. Oh. Ooh. Just, a, just, just let's, let's just turn it into an orgy. Let's just make they it an orgy. Four, they all four back. There's a lot of attractive people on the show. Let's get Frenchie's girlfriend in here. Yeah. Oh, you know. Yeah. By the way, I don't know if you saw photos of her. I want Popclaw and the female. You want Popclaw to smash your face? And the female. <laughs> oh. 
All right. So you liked Asian ladies. I'm not usually into the Asian gals. Gals. <laughs> that was like the whitest the dad thing you that, could have said at a bar. I mean, I've heard a few weird shit out of your mouth, but that was fucking weird. I'm not into the females. Uh, oh, oh, are you not? All right, go ahead. We also have this stuff happen. Everyone kind of gets pushed to their breaking point in this episode. We have the gang, the the boys get into some serious shit. We have Homelander push things a little too far, literally, with his son and his relationship with Becca, and his son reaches a boiling point, which could be very, very interesting for his character moving forward. Mm-hmm. We get a big revelation that his kid has superpowers, something we we talked about on last episode a bit, but now it is 100% confirmed. Something that I, going into it, I was convinced this kid's just going to fucking die. Like he's, he has no powers. It's not going to end well for him. He's kid got shoved off. off a roof. I know. I mean, that's how I learned to swim. I got chucked into a pool. Same logic. Yeah, same okay, logic. That's I just, a little different. I didn't fall fucking 15 feet. If you get thrown to a pool, at least you have a chance I mean, to I, swim. If you get thrown off a roof, a chance that you're going to break your leg. I'm not going to lie. When he hit the ground, <laughs> I, laughed, I, I laughed. I laughed. I was like, <laughs> Dude, that scream, <laughs> that little kid's scream was fucking funny. <laughs> Boom. I was like, <laughs> I laughed too, but then there was a part of me as, you know, as a father, I was like, what a son of a bitch. Yeah, I, see, I would be so angry. There was a part mm-hmm. of me like, yeah, fuck yeah. But you don't like kids. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck them. Wait, no, no, don't do that. That's, Whoa. <laughs> that's, All right. That's a huge issue right now. I don't now. think anyone knew. I thought. We were all going to yeah. just move past that, but you brought it up. I just. I, we understood what you meant. It's yeah. a weird. Okay, we're in a you're, weird time Now right that now. you're explaining it, now it sounds we're, awful. Well, no, we're Where's that weird. drop where the host of the Rain Man show's opinions do not represent? I, I, I'm not going to lie. When he hit the ground, I laughed. It was funny. It was, it was funny. It was well done. Uh, we get the deep... In this episode, rising to the occasion and killing more animals. Well, okay, or, so, or more so accurately, was, getting more animals killed. Dude, that, that made me angry. It I'm did. sorry. I love animals. Really? It's like, I couldn't do it, man. Last year, if you remember, you were dying laughing, I Ryan. Died laughing. No, he laughed, yes. and you and I are the ones who are like, I know it's fake, but I still don't like it. I got upset that the dolphin died, so and then and then the here whale? the poor fucking whale, dude. dude. The whale didn't do shit. Well, the, so okay, here's what killed me about this whole. It this was whole funny, scene. but I'm like, it's funny, ah, but I hated fucked. it too. Yeah, yeah. But, well, my first thought is like, he just beached a whale. It's dead, anyways. No, whales, no. whales beach whales themselves can beach a lot. themselves and get back. They I, do that a I, lot. Yeah, but they also, there's a lot of stories where you're like, well, the whale's yeah, fucking dead. If you dead. fuck it up, they. If they are diseased or sick or dying, yes, they'll put themselves on the shore many times or they get washed up. But there are various occurrences throughout the year where whales do yeah. that. Orcas are on the beach all the time. Yeah, but. They chase fucking don't, seals Yeah, and but shit. you can't fight, defy nature You're not and the science. animal lover right? either. Wait a second, no. I, I just, <laughs> birds I mean, don't fly. They don't make nests, okay? Fish have no feelings. In my head, I'm thinking. Animals can't feel pain. Uh, yeah, absolutely not. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's why you, never mind. I, the, okay, I, I, it was okay, funny. I like how Ryan's trying to be a real tough guy right now. <laughs> when he takes tough. pictures with his cat, his cat. Like every yeah. day. I know. I love and post them on Instagram. So I love animals too, but this scene is funny as fuck. Because, it was funny, but I, I because, once again, well, on, I me, skipped through it. Like so I it, couldn't. It was funny as fuck because the deep thinks he's doing the right thing That's and being heroic. Funny. That was and funny. He's standing on top of a fucking whale like and a hero. Gets, and he gets drilled with a fucking boat. He gets knocked out. And he gets knocked out. It's. That it's was like, dude. That part was funny. What about that? Th- in your in your mind says this is a great idea. 
No. My, yeah. I just, my mind doesn't go to like killing animals. Yeah. Even though it's funny as hell. And I do not think it's Here's wrong the that they did that. I but think- that's why I, I applaud the writer that wrote that because I'm just like, that's fucking good, dude. So it was, it was well done. It was funny. I had to skip the 10 seconds through the actual like hitting it. I couldn't, dude. What? I couldn't it's watch fake. that. It was, but again, it's still just, just the it's idea. Still, it's the idea that bothers me. It's a and, sperm whale. It's no big deal, dude. But, but I do think this is now going to be a thing for the, like, once a season, the deep going to get gonna some kill. animal yeah. killed. It, it, By it, trying to do the right thing, he's going to end up killing an animal. Dude, it's, it's, which is going to, like, just be problem. more Aquaman, why are you a hero <laughs> kind of thing. I feel bad for the deep. After this episode, I I'm do. like, you know what? I, I can't pretend I don't like the character. I know he started off as... He's a piece of shit, but he's fun. I, I like him. Yeah. He's actually yeah. probably one of my favorite characters on the yeah. show. Yeah, well, you're like, he's trying to do the right thing, and he's trying to atone for his problems, but... He's trying to tackle his I'm own sorry. deep-seated issues. That he's whole, trying to apologize. That whole fucking scene you is know? gold. And then... Gold, he's so oblivious. Oblivious, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's not okay. It's not, and then it's okay, we also dude. have surprise, surprise. Stormfront is a bitch, or as I like to say, a cunt. Oh, oh, come on! See, he waited for it. He needed it. I needed. He had that to get one. one off. That one had to happen. She uh, is though. We, that word yeah. works for her, right? No, it does. And we we alluded to this before. <laughs> we talked about it on a pre-show. It was the turning point for this character. Yep. You know, I I liked her a lot from the first two episodes, and then the end. Of this episode, I'm like, oh, yep, fuck, ruined it, dude. She and it made me so uncomfortable. Just like when Homelander smacked Blind Spot upside the head. Oh, is that guy's name? That was his name. I looked it up. You after. looked it up. Yeah. Blind Spot. What a fucking horrible name for a superhero. The Daredevil at least, wannabe. At least, at least Daredevil's got a cool name. It's not Blind Guy. Hi, my name is Blind Spot. Well, what, what's your powers? Oh, I can't fucking see. <laughs> Whoa, who named you? Yeah. I'm Super Ray Charles. I'm su- <laughs> <laughs> Just call me Super Stevie Wonder. Oh, fuck. He's I've banged like, shins. Like, yeah. Stormfront was just. Look at Ryan. Ryan. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> what a douche. Oh, this is why people need to subscribe to the video. I know, right? Holy. I'm not even going to. No, I'm not even going to say what that was. The only thing I wish I had is my He sunglasses. was doing the Stevie Wonder. No, they. Oh, now they can. They should have to go find out what it was because it was horrifying. <laughs> Wait, can, can we can't stop. I, I can't keep going. I'm not going to do that, do that the whole episode. episode. What's your name? Blind Spot? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the eyes, too. No New Year's Day. <laughs> <laughs> You think he's done this before? I mean, I've seen Stevie Wonder. He's even doing the eyes. I can actually see Stevie Wonder. Oh. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) This is why people don't subscribe. He's listening. He's laughing right now. He's all, these guys are good. Stevie Wonder. I got an idea for another character. Three oh. douches do a podcast. <laughs> That's the show. No, that, no, we we do a podcast making fun of all the heroes, and they and, and then Homelander, Homelander shows up and like kills us. throws a bus kills through our entire oh, studio, that kills needs us, to kills all three of us. Hey, Kripke, go ahead, Kripke. Oh, I'd love Praise that. Praise be. We're making statues of you, bro. Yeah, and your huge penis. <laughs> like this. All right. 
How embarrassing would it be if he actually does listen? Oh, it'd be, oh, it'd be amazing. I'd be embarrassed. Like, I would really? No, you don't want to know why not. We're so why stupid. We are stupid. Oh, yeah. But that's what makes this fun. So there's, there's like, if he listens, he's into Dude, it. Dude, okay, but here's the thing. Remember how happy. <laughs> to say how much I care. We all do, oh, do, my God. We're all going to do the blind man now. I just go to say I love. No. Really, Thomas? I'm not going to take away your thunder. We all know the the train drivers in the studio and the one man that would stand up and say no to the Nazis. (laughs) Here's the thing. Mike, how happy were we that one episode of Supernatural when they were like, this guy is Ryan. They wrote him into the show. That's true. If they did that and they killed three podcast oh, guys who were like some face. radio joke. Every time we mention that character, that is obviously Ryan. It's a hundred percent. Works at a comic shop, plays video Steals games. Steals things from a comic shop. <laughs> the beard, the outfit, the whole thing. The video game pretentious uh-huh. superiority. It's that face. <laughs> Someone tries to kill you. Like it's a whole thing. It's all there. So if they ever had an episode where someone throws a bus and kills three jo- radio jocks making fun of the latest superhero news, I will, I will, if that happens, I, I quit. will have peaked in life. I'll quit. I'll quit if that actually happens. So, you know, but before, I'm, not in, I'm not in supernatural. So if you guys want to see uh, the horrifying and yet amazing portrayal that Ryan did there, nice segue. be sure to head on over to our Patreon page to gain access to the pre-shows where we do all kinds of behind the scenes stuff, discussions, additional bits like that, live streams and more. You can get all of that by going to patreon.com slash Digital and subscribing to our $3 behind the scenes tier and get everything from that level and below for just three dollars a month, it helps us stay on the air, allows us to do more things, and you I mean, who doesn't want to see that, right? That's some good quality fun. That's good offensive, family fun, Connor. offensive fun, but yeah. it's fun making fun of people with disabilities. That's very fun in a medium that they wouldn't be able to watch. Hey, whatever. He's not going to see it. Is fucking Stevie Wonder here? Yeah, exactly. I mean, he could probably hear it, but he oh, he'll hear it. This. Yeah, he ain't listening to this. Is he still alive? Oh my god, I don't remember. I- all right, Ryan, asking? can you give us a synopsis for this After episode? After I look up if Stevie Wonder's still alive. Come Pretty on. sure he's still alive. Oh, yeah, he's still alive. Oh, man. Oh, he's looking bad these days. <laughs> All right, synopsis. The boys take the high seeds to safeguard their prisoner. Homelander plays house, then pushes Ryan over the edge. <laughs> that was great. That's Starlight. <laughs> is oh, it actually says that. Yes. It says that. <laughs> That's an amazing synopsis. That's Starlight the best one. Is forced to make an impossible choice. Stormfront reveals her true character. That might be the greatest. Homelander plays house, then pushes Ryan over the edge. That is just perfect. That's amazing. All right, so let's just get straight fucking into it. We've talked about it, alluded to it for three episodes. So I'm gonna now. give this a 99. Oh, we're not. No, that's how we're doing. <laughs> oh, okay. Stormfront <laughs> is a terrible character, a terrible person. She might be just as bad. As Homelander, because we find out that she is a serious racist. I think that, so here's the thing. Here's the thing that we we don't, obviously we don't know a ton about her yet. We only know right. that she's a total piece of shit racist, right? And we, and in the first season, we, we found out that the more we see about Homelander, we find out that he is a human being and like. Right. So are we, do you guys think that at some point, I don't think so, but do you think at some point we're going to see why she's a total piece of shit? 
and like no, I think it, they're going to do the opposite here. Homelander just, is somebody who was obviously a douchebag, but there's more nuanced reason as to why he is that's, the way yeah, he is. That's what I, yeah. I think Stormfront is going for the exact opposite. She is somebody who seems on paper great. We all liked her from the beginning. She says the right things. And I love what they've done with her as this social media presence with Storm Chasers. Yeah. That's what they call the fans on that little, uh, on her live streams. Yeah. How much she is adored by the public and yet in truth is this fucking monster. Shit, yeah. I don't think there's going to be anything more to her. I honestly think it'd be better if there wasn't. I, I agree. I agree. She's, I want because to be we a have total... a lot of people in this world who are just, especially when it comes to that racist ideal, Bank. who believe this fucked up shit and yet hide amongst everybody else and and, and don't hide in plain sight dude. hide in plain sight i think racism has never gone away yeah it just became uncool yeah. to be a racist and i think her not having any deeper motivations for her hate other than something so base not only would be very relevant to the situation we find ourselves in these days in america how much of a topic racism is but i think it would also be a nice antithesis or or not exactly a foil to homelander but homelander's fucked up and has reasons to be she looks like she's got everything under control but is truly fucked up and i think that'd be a nice mesh especially when she's kind of gunning for him and his job or like his spot the end of the episode when she mean mugs him it seemed pretty obvious that's what she wants she's going for the that this is her intention she calls him an old man she's not afraid of him she gets in the limelight. Edgar and them have hired her without his consent. He's handing off shit to to people who lost their homes. She's the golden child, and she stares right at him, saying, "Come at me, bro." Uh, do, do you think this? Going back to our discussion from episode two, mm-hmm. that perhaps Vought is more. I'm hoping it doesn't turn into a big racist thing, just because every show does this now. But it makes you wonder with the Nazi foundation, with the foundation of the company essentially being founded on Nazism. Yeah. And have, she's a you, racist. You have the allusions to eugenics. And now you have that Stormfront revealed as a racist. And she was hired without Homelander knowing. Ooh. Are they purposely putting her in this position because they want her to take the out, top spot out, out, so that she can be the racist that's yeah. in charge? Because Maybe. I Because I wouldn't say Homelander is racist i think he's prejudiced in the sense that he feels superiority over everyone he's, well, got, like, a god, he's got a god plan he, he, yeah. he has he looks down on women and cripples and things like that he believes in america like that that ultra right complex without going full bore racist yeah seems to be his sweet spot right i don't i i do th- man that's a good point the neo-nazi setup plus that the the hiring of her without anybody knowing it could be something that simple it's not exactly simple but like something that basic I, I have not read the comics so i don't know the inspiration behind some of that but i don't know i think they could do a good job with that but i also would understand and not necessarily want to see it just right. become this kind of clumsy yeah. racism metaphor once again right i love the idea of it being more of a corporations against people set up yeah i agree than a race of people against a race of people I, set up i just want to see them go toe-to-toe it's gonna i happen. would love to see that fight it's that would happen. be legit i would love to see that. i don't think stormfront is more than a season-long character that's no. why i don't know i feel like I she right. as you were saying a moment ago thomas not everyone needs to be overly complicated some I, people are just flat out the villains i feel like yeah. she can just be the villain and as of right now on paper 
if you look at what they're doing, she is going to be essentially the the threat, the obstacle. Absolutely. And when you look at everything they're doing with Homelander, I mean, Homelander is not really this season's threat. I mean, he's, no. he's, he's, I think he's always a threat because of how powerful he is, but I think it's also well, he's a threat to people in general, right. but I mean, as, as the show like is the whole, written, yeah, I agree. He's not written as the antagonist this season. It seems like more and more the writers are attempting to find, I don't know, ways to keep Homeland distracted. You have the family situation. You're Superman building out a story. You have Stan Edgar going at him. You have the son, you have Becca, you have Butcher, and now you have Stormfront. The entire show this season revolves around him. I think the interesting thing about the way that they do the Superman syndrome with Homelander isn't the full blown like depowering him or doing the the the, the, the low hanging fruit way of no. of putting him on the back burner. They distract him in the way that a human being would be distracted. Exactly, it makes and, sense, and it makes sense. And I think because we've seen it in other shows where they they take this all powerful character and they sideline them. Mm-hmm. And and they do it in a way where, like, as a viewer, you're like, yeah, it makes sense, but it's fucking stupid. Like, mm-hmm. this makes sense for Homelander and who he is and how complicated this character is. As much as he is a, a piece of shit in the first season, the more as we get into this season, I think we're going to see him become a more fleshed out character and a more fleshed out character in the fact that he is very complicated. I think if they do a good job, they can make Homelander a great tragic character, a, tragic, a villain yeah. from the through through and through that can't be redeemed. But somebody who you look back on and say, man, the situation, the, the cards they different. were dealt were completely fucked. Look from at Game the of Thrones. Exactly. I mean, Game of Thrones is, there's tons of TV shows that have done it, but Game of Thrones is more recent. Game of Thrones, there's tons. Of, look at Jamie Lannister. Dude, I hated yeah. him. Incest, I hated that character. For killing three years. a kid. I mean, murdered people. Horrible person. Like, oh, fuck. By the end of the show, you're like, fuck, I like this guy. What yeah. happened? He ended up being one of the, the best characters on the show. That's one of the most well-written characters. And ever. I think Homelander can be never that, that good. He will never flip sides. No. But he could be, at the end, that tragic character but i do agree with you mike i think stormfront will be a one season simply a villain i i think the fact that homelander's dealing with the family will clearly take away his his attention as we said and when you think about it homelander while a douche and evil essentially hasn't done anything to them stormfront's first encounter with them she kills somebody they were working with or was aligned to a, a kimiko's brother She's got the first kill on her chart yep. compared to him. I mean, he's got the the you know plane, but I mean the team yeah, itself. But they didn't know those okay, people. but also look at his reasoning behind that. Right, it was in order to for a purpose, uh, yeah, not because right. he hated anybody on that. Plane. It was an agenda, and I'm not saying it was a good thing. It was a disgusting, well, that, evil thing. But it, in his own godlike way, hey, this is a means to an end. It's gonna save the day. It's gonna put us where we need to be. Which is in the Defense Department. But there was also the fact that there was no way they could have saved everyone on the plane anyways. Yeah. Like they even talked about that. Exactly. But the other thing is he looks at himself as a god and everyone else is ants. But he doesn't go out of his way to burn ants. Right. Stormfront is the kind of god that kills the ants, hates this group, the racism that that comes through. That ant has a red stripe. Fuck those ants. There's... Still a bit more of that pure evil almost to her. And it's a shame because we did like her in the first two episodes. But if it turns out she's just as fake as the rest of the heroes. Yep. Now, it is still early. There's still a lot that we could learn. 
but I do think she will be more of a just flat out antagonistic villain. Yeah. I think Homelander's the complex villain. I think the true big bad is still behind the curtain with Vought as an entity more than anything else. Well, as I was saying, Thomas, when you write a show with this many characters, you have to have a centralized theme and yeah. for the most part, a centralized character. And this season, it's looking more like and more Homelander, like man. it is Homelander. He's the character that keeps the entire narrative connected. He's got the reason why Vought and the, the U.S. government is involved with these terrorists. He's got this beef with Stormfront, which distracts him from the Seven and Huey and the boys. He's directly tied to Butcher with Becca and his kid. He knows Stormfront or Starlight can't be 100% trusted and has threats against Huey. Like he's, he is the focal point, the linchpin of all of this stuff. He's facing down Vought and their agenda. Right. I mean, oh, did you say that already? Uh, well, uh, some, somewhat. Yeah, I mean, it's Basically, not so many words. Not so many words. <laughs> everything. Literally he's everything runs through him. Yeah. yeah. And, and you're right. They are doing things to keep him distracted to kind of how do we take this power chess piece off the board for the moment? But I think but we could easily see him off the board. It's kind right. of cool. It's cool how they do it. It's a way that that isn't, oh, he lost his powers. Don't worry about it for a season. It's something more of he has a genuine character based reason or as not, to why he would yeah. not be as concerned or Except involved. for hitting, you know, blind guys. In well, you know, you got to open the episode somehow. This is just. I know people that listen to all of our shows know that we blow Eric Kripke quite a bit. Praise be. But if you want to learn how to write television, this is the guy you study. Study. You, you study. I mean, look at everything that's happening. This is truly genius level writing. You have a character that was essentially the antagonist on paper last year mm-hmm. and was the antagonist. This year, if you look at the writing, he is essentially being written as the protagonist. I'm not saying he's a good guy because he's not. But on paper, he looks like the yeah. He is the protagonist of the season. Everything's against him so so far, so, so far. far. So I mean, far. but you, yeah, but, but it's when you're dealing hard with, to go take a left curve after this. But you're it's, dealing it's, with three episodes so far. How many episodes we have during the season? Uh, eight, the season? eight, I believe. Yeah, so they, five I don't, more. Yeah, and I'm not saying there isn't relevance for every other character. Absolutely, this shows about Butcher and Huey and everyone else. But again, as we were saying, he's the thing that. Yeah. Well, and, it's like Kylo Ren. You can have a antagonistic villain character still be written as your protagonist because you do need them to face challenges and obstacles. That's people can confuse protagonist with hero, good right. guy yeah. and antagonist with villain, bad guy. It's truthfully just the protagonist is, is the, the focus character, of the story, the the focus of the, story, the yeah. character on which we are watching them try to overcome obstacles. And the antagonist is the, the person the force we're putting, kind of rooting for relatively. Yeah. From a story standpoint, maybe not a moral standpoint, but from a story standpoint, while the antagonist is basically just an obstacle that they have to overcome. Yeah. And in many respects, everybody in this show right now is an obstacle. Is a goddamn obstacle to him. And and the thing is, everything runs through him. He is the centerpiece. Yeah. Everything somehow strings to him. It's so good. It it is. And and that's, well, that's like you said, Mike, it's genius level writing. Because it places the viewer in a morally conflicted. It's a quandary. Gray area. Yep. I wait. So you, you, as a viewer, you're sitting there. You go, wait. I, I, I'm rooting for the guy that was the bad guy last season, but he's still a piece of shit. But I still somehow want him. Like this well, doesn't make any and sense. That's, that's and, the great thing. I mean, because, that's why the tagline, I believe, for season two is, I think, morally ambiguous. I think that's the tagline for the season. I'm I mean, like, well, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yes. 
I mean, which which is right? Which is wrong? What am I supposed to be looking at? You know, it's it's pretty fantastic yeah. what they're doing. Are you guys looking that up now? I'm, I'm trying to. Yeah, yeah. Seeing if I can find the, the I, phrase. I, real I've quick. seen it in the marketing. I think that the thing that really about this episode that I absolutely love, and I think Mike, you and I talked about it, was the fact that they absolutely bombed Batman versus Superman in the that was so is that what he said Zimmer yes yeah, had Zimmer, like, had Zimmer. Oh, oh man God. well the fact that it's Dawn of the Seven such a douche such pitch, a douche dude. baggy that's, uh, that's such a Hollywood pitch dude, dude. I fucking it was that dude shit. it was so perfectly cringy bad and again a reason why I loved Stormfront is like you could just you could write a female like as a human you fuck I fucking loved that How many times like, have I have we two said sisters that? thank dude, you very it much was so good as if that's a fucking justification yeah that makes it okay yeah, it was so perfect. Everyone she, loves Hamilton. Oh my god! I was like, oh my god, dude! It was such a fucking douche baggy moment. Imagine, okay, so so here's here's what killed me about that whole scene. Imagine you're the pitch guy, okay? You got to walk in and pitch this movie, right? And you're sitting in front of seven superheroes, like legit superheroes, and you have to three of which are hotties. Yes, and you have to pitch this movie and. Like, it was just so cringy. Yeah. Like, the whole time I'm watching, I'm just like, God, this is embarrassing. I've gone to pit, uh-huh. uh, pitch meetings, yeah. like, where you rehearse and learn how to pitch your writing. Right. And these people do it like that. Oh. And it's just it's so it's uncomfortable. Cring- it's cringy, dude. But the it's sad so fact is, all the people listening were like, you got to be fucking kidding, right? Meanwhile, the person who has, like, the ability to make the decision, Ashley in that, yeah. the and corporate shill yeah. is like, oh, my God, I love it. I like it. Like, like uh, uh, this is why we get shit movies and stuff. Yeah, uh, that, I, I'm sure that's exactly what it was like when they tried to pitch a lot of DC stuff. So it makes <laughs> sense. But anyway, it, the whole thing sets Homelander up in a very interesting position because on one front, we don't like him in any way. But right. a lot of people will sympathize with when his son says, I hate you. Whether or not you're a parent or or even like Homelander as a person or think he's interesting, that hits hard for a lot of people. I wouldn't know. Those of us who wouldn't know can still empathize with someone trying to take our job, like Stormfront is. Like the Mexicans. (laughs) (laughs) They took our dirt. Not the fucking (laughs) South Park Fox News version. The fucking Mexicans coming over here. Taking my job and shit. But we have all felt threatened in the workplace. We have all felt. <laughs> Sometimes I hang up on side of the roof of Home Depot and take pot shots at them. Oh shit! With a with a with a BB gun? Sure. Yes. Okay. See. I, I turned Mexican. For I was like, wait a second. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an American Mexican. We don't like the, the American oh my Mexican God. or Mexican. We, we don't American. like the ones from the south. It, yeah, oh. We don't like Southern Mexico. Can you can you elaborate a little bit more for us, Mike? I'm I'm so confused right now. I, I don't know much about Mexico. Anyway, and the, and the regions. We also see that he's against corporations, which is a again a big true villain of this whole show, which we can also everything, which we can also empathize with. So it does make yeah. him an interesting place to be. Now, and this episode did really change our views. I would say on a lot of characters at this point. Stormfront clearly is a villain out the gate. Homelander, not exactly sympathetic, but more complicated with his relationship to his son. Because at the same episode, he says, hey, Starlight, kill Huey. And I want to watch. I get off to it. And you're like, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. 
but I wouldn't come. We <laughs> we have these aspects, but we also have the deep with <laughs> fucking whale. The whole whale bit was was sad, but his whole thing of his entire identity and problems as a human come from his body dysmorphia and and this hatred of himself and it turns out that he was not just born this way someone made him like this the, and that's an interesting that aspect that it seemed like yeah. a lot of them a lot of the heroes were struggling with because a lot of them didn't know no i mean it wasn't black noir favorite was actually crying yeah. black noir in this episode was my favorite fucking bit a full-on weeping crying in the hallway finding this out so his entire identity is like yes. fucked with but also i love love the fact that this is a character who can murder people no problem and then he like tries to entertain the little kid and be nice to the kid and then in this episode he sees the dead whale and he does this all like oh my god like oh I love that he likes animals more than people. Oh, it's awesome. I mean, isn't I that kind of I would, too. Of us, I think right? all of us. I'd say it's yeah. pretty much me. He's like my new favorite. People suck. <laughs> With Black Noir, though, I mean, put it into this perspective for a second. Let's pretend that that we were all born with godlike powers. Mm-hmm. We would assume we're special. We would yeah. assume that we that were chosen for a reason. Perhaps other people don't matter, that we are the top of the food chain. And in some fucked up way, just look at the Greek mythologies, the Greek epics. The gods were petty. The gods just did things because we didn't really matter. Right. So how about imagine Black Noir going out, killing people, doing these things because, hey, it's not really that important. It's no different than someone stepping on an ant. And then suddenly he realizes he is these people and that he was created. Suddenly it brings into question his actions. Well, it takes away the mystique of the worm of the term superhero. But do you get what I'm saying though? Yeah. Like if suddenly you 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 remove the reason behind why you are okay with something? Yeah. That's I'm not that's, saying that's what they're doing, but it would make sense from an emotional it, it, level. It, it, like I said, it takes away the mystique of the word superhero because in our, in our in in our version of superheroes and what we've been taught obviously comic books and whatnot, superheroes are born that way or they have some type of accident that makes them a superhero or a supervillain with this it doesn't matter if you're good aligned bad aligned gray aligned doesn't matter you were created and i think that's what takes away it pulls away that that rose filter on a superhero and it's like oh your parents signed up to to give you compound it's beyond just a superhero that's the thing i like about it it's betrayal it removes so much of your own self-identity it's not everything you've achieved is no longer i did this i did it I was it was given. of my own merit and i, I worked hard for no, it you now were, it's you were, you were it. given this stuff yep. it removes all agency from your past it means what of your life was your own decision making at this point or what of your life has just been a corporate mandate for increased revenue quarter after quarter what part of you is you anymore that you identified with this aspect of your life so much to have it taken away and the foundation of your identity erased essentially and now bring it back to the aspect pertaining to the deep i mean you're dealing with a guy that hates himself fundamentally hates his deformities 
it rains havoc on his self-esteem. It's obviously something he's been struggling with his entire life. And he finds out that it was given to him purposely. That yeah. someone did this to him. His family, his mother, his father, willingly allowed someone to deform his body. Right. Which is its own sense of violation. Yeah, which leads me to think that they are doing something with the deep. A little more than maybe we all originally thought they Agreed. seems like they're setting him up for a much bigger story not a redemption arc but he could end up being on the good side of things he'll still be a morally gray character doing possibly the right things but look at the the scene in this episode between him and homelander the yeah. very thing he's struggling with, Homelander tells him to cover up his gills because it's, it's disgusting. disgusting. Yep. And then we have this whole Church of Light. Is that what it is? Church of Church Light? Church of the Conclave. Church of the, Church of the yeah. Conclave situation, which is obviously a cult. Oh, yeah. Through and through. I mean, did there, you, you see know, the, and, the arrow guy? What was his name? Speedy. Yeah. Yeah. And how he's, he's almost he's speedy. He's, he's speedy. almost brainwashed and controlled. Yeah. yeah. When he was kind of going back into his own. I want, I want to say last episode two, actually. Episode two. When he was talking about having arrows during a yeah, gunfight, run, the woman kind of corrected his train of thought, and yeah. he kind of snapped out of it. So yeah. there's something creepy going are, on are, there. Are well, in play which here. is also funny, too, because when you think about the arching characters in any type of comic book, you're like, does this motherfucker run out of arrows? Like, yeah. mm. and, Hawkeye fighting aliens still I mean, he, doesn't he, add up. I mean, but. He, well, he did run out of arrows, though. Did he not? Like, come on. Uh, uh, but, but, but the thing is, like, that's one of the... The funny the time things. it takes to arch and knock an arrow and like, hey, look, dude, or okay. pull a trigger. You have gods and like, the Hulk, and then you have click, look, dude, an arrow sharp, dude. We don't like you. Don't know, dude. You're not jumping off buildings. No, you're I not. could. Then once, yeah, that's what I said. You can do it one time, and then you're fucking dead. Yeah, I do think they're going to be setting up more with the deep. He's tied to this weird other power that's trying to control superheroes, or or maybe that's what it looks like. Because right? Stormfront yeah. knew of the church. Yeah. So there's other. This is a bigger thing than just one guy it's not, who is it's an not, archer character with some fucking weird ass trippy tea. There is more to this church than just these two individuals. But I do think there is. Again, I think there's a difference between redeeming somebody while not still forgiving them. So I think there will still be working towards that. And as, as soon as he's trying, and because Storm Star Starlight does not forgive him, and she shouldn't at this point. But the fact that right after that, Homelander once again body shames him, it it reinforces that he's not, that there's going to be more to this character, that he's not just a complete piece of shit through and through someone like Stormfront, as we find out in this episode. Again, very disappointing. But there, there will be more with him, I think, moving forward. Now... In this episode, we have Maeve. We more of her relationship with Elena was in the previous episode, but we show that we still have. She still has feelings for her, and yet she feels trapped. And I do think that we're going to see maybe her join Team Starlight. I, I feel like the seven will kind of be split. Yeah, there, yeah. you've got Homelander, A Train, Black Noir on Stormfront. On one side, and you've got Starlight, Maeve, uh, the, arguably maybe the Deep on the more yeah. generally good, if flawed and fucked up. If we are to accept things. the Deep, 
yeah. as an audience, Starlight will have to accept him. First. That's the she only way to, we she has to forgive him. It, that's the only way we can. Yeah. yeah. But the thing with Maeve is like we haven't really seen her do anything that discredits her, like as a shitty person. Like obviously, she's just a broken person. She's a broken person because Homelander's made her do things that she didn't want. She feels to do. trapped. Yeah, and, and she and is trapped. She is trapped. And she's I, in and, an abusive relationship, essentially. But and she's and she doesn't want to be with this person because it's not the person she loves. Well, so, and that whole bit where Homelander shows up and he's like, "Who are you talking to?" He's like, "Oh, just a friend," you know, and immediately protects yeah. her once again. Yep. Nice doesn't mean good. Homelander's being nice to her at that point. Yep. Yeah, but he's good though. Yeah, he's a good guy. Total good guy. It'll. It. it I do think he just doesn't know what's good for her. Yeah. So he's just yet. I don't necessarily see Maeve having a win anytime soon. I feel like, like she's no, so she's trapped. one of those characters. It's gonna be a sad ending for her. I think. Uh, yeah, I think you're right. Which is unfortunate because I think like, she is. The deep very might likeable. redeem himself and sacrifice himself. Some sort of tragic, not tragic, but like. Maybe in his, fi- in his final act, it'll be like he was an okay guy kind of thing. Whereas Maeve, I feel like, is going to have just kind of a, it never really worked out for her, and that's unfortunate. I think we have an interesting comparison and contrast between her and Homelander. Both have family on the outside that they want to be with. Yeah. But while she can actually have it, but doesn't to keep it safe and makes it a burden on herself. Homelander wants it, but can't quite have it. And I think we might see something where she tries to leave, tries to escape, run away with Elena, leave this yeah. life behind. And he, because he has been betrayed by Ryan and Becca and, and can't achieve it, if, will if not, I can't have it, you will can't not have let it. her go. Yep. And in order to protect Elena, will fight him or probably die in an act of true sacrifice and bravery in order to, again, kind of redeem who she once was, become again the hero that she has just kind of put on the back burner at this point. And that's another thing we could be working towards because they're reminding us of this relationship and how she's trapped. They could also be positioning her character to join Team Starlight. She could. And the and the thing that will push her in that direction where she'll finally take a stand against... well. Against Homelander is because Homeland, Homelander might end up killing that's where I was the woman say. she loves. That, that's, that would and do that'll it. be that the thing that will finally edge. say, I'm fucking done. Yeah. She's nothing then. Yeah. And now it's time to she fight. She stays there because it keeps Elena safe. If Elena is not safe, there's no reason to stay. I like that aspect much better. And frankly, Kripke's just as much of a sadist, just enough of a sadist yeah. to give us, hey, they finally reconnect and show that they really love each other. One's going to die. And her head goes. And like, that's perfectly him. Yeah. In a great writing tragic i fucking hate you but i love it sort of way so now i'm sad but but we'll see uh yeah the more we develop that relationship the more we learn about it the more at risk it becomes yeah frankly now outside of stormfront's big revelation which is incredibly depressing and the other more nuanced character aspects for some of the seven we have our two main leads the butcher and Huey. Now mother's milk says that we are all at the breaking point here, dude, after they kill the whale and they're running through the gutters and the seven (laughs) is hot on their ass. They say how they are at the breaking point. He needs to fucking slow down because Huey is, and I loved it. His canary. 
He is the litmus test. I love if you, that. If you that go was a really good analogy. Without him, how will you know when you've gone too far? I and fucking this, love it. This is perfect. Because in the beginning of this episode, he's on the phone with Mallory saying, I'll fucking do whatever I need to. And she's like, your care for your team is inspiring. Because he doesn't. he doesn't. And they all hear him. And I loved that, too. That wasn't that, again, stereotypical, well, who were you talking to, Butcher? Nothing. Don't worry about it. And then there's lies, and we know, we know, but they don't know sort of thing. It was, no, they fucking heard you, dude. And that's fucked up to say. And Huey's the only one who pushes him and punches him and threatens him. And we find them both butcher trying to push the sled dogs just one more mile we're that close we're almost there to getting what he wants and yet he knows he can't go there he knows that if he as mm says if you keep pushing and you get that you won't really be able to keep it you will lose so much more in the process we said last episode that huey is what they need the missing link the piece mm says it he's what you fucking need because they've never had a big success they they worked for years to bring vaught down and this kid with starlight did it does it in a couple of weeks that's a victory they've never had i just love this from a writing standpoint because this is how you bring relevance to every single character how you make sure certain characters are not lost while you're writing because this is a very complicated show. There's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of a lot. characters. They all have their own stories. Motivations. They, right. And when you link up two of our leads together like this to where they need each other, and then you connect Mother's Milk and Frenchie in the fact that they view Huey as a leader as well. Yeah. I think there's been many times throughout the last three episodes where they look at Butcher and they look at Huey like, which one do we follow? Like, what do we do? Because they've both essentially have become captain and general. And I think that is such a great dynamic to have for the show at this point, because yeah. if Huey is the canary, Butcher needs to listen. And when Homefront, Homefront, Homelander has Starlight say, kill him. And she's just about to because Huey gives her that sad it's okay nod. Butcher throws away his chance at getting Becca, getting what he's wanted for years, throws that all away to save Huey. And that's a huge character moment for him at that oh, point. Oh, yeah. That is, that is the moment that changes every aspect of their relationship. Because it also shows acceptance uh, that he realizes that he does need Huey. He does that, that mother's milk is right is exactly right because when he said that to him there was a moment that they let sit for a minute it wasn't yeah. just hey let's brush this off and move on Fuck, you could tell right. in his mind yeah you're right <laughs> yeah well I mean and it comes to fruition later in the episode when he like he looks at Huey sitting there clearly about to fucking die yeah like i yeah, mean right. you're toast right yeah. six you've ways got, to sunday so you're fucked and he steps up and with no yes. powers yeah and you go the balls too man <laughs> huge balls and i think you see the change as like okay i need this kid i can't let this kid die one well, again it shows that with working together but the, the two of them complement each other and yep. can make them more powerful than they've been separately they rely on each other. He is the canary and Butcher needs some sort of conscience, some sort of 
humanity brought back into his decision making so that he doesn't just sacrifice the team and so that they will follow him. And as you said, they Frenchie and Mother's Milk have respect for Huey. They see both of them as a leader, a commander in general, you know, like they're they're right there two sides of the same coin. Have you guys And ever... we get that there was my one of my favorite moments in this episode was when at the very end he looks at the list of clues about Becca and he has this resignation where he just folds it up and puts it away. And yeah. he basically gives Huey that look like you're okay with me kid and they now for the first time really are a team. Yep. And Butcher for the first time has put his own personal drive and motivation literally on the shelf to be a part of this group to make what they are all working for a reality. Have you guys ever left a really pathetic voicemail like Huey did to Starlight multiple times? I never leave voicemail. No, That's I don't leave voicemail. Uh, I, <laughs> Just call me. Like if you miss my call, you'll call me back. I'm not going to have you call I, I, a separate. I'm not going to have you call a separate number to listen I've, to what I said. I was like, I never leave voicemails. I'm watching period. Leave voicemails, and I'm like, people do that. Well, people he thinks he's going to die. Like, let's get I free. mean, I guess that's a good point. I, I just that's what I, TikToks I was like, for. <laughs> he was doing a dance. Like, I'm going to die, bitch. Jesus, hold on. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> I just, I like, I'm watching. Like, God, that's pathetic. What a pathetic. Well, that's Jesus. Rough. What a pathetic loser. I, Dude, I think it was genuine. It was genuine. I think it, it was, was to look that way. Highlight that he is truly at the end. Yeah. That he's going to die. He's he not going to make he's it. Gonna die. He says he thinks he's the guy on the bridge. It's right before Mother's Milk says, "Dude, he's on his last fucking leg." If he you keep like push shit in that tunnel, if walking, you keep dude. pushing him, he's not going to fucking make it. And that's why he says to start. He gives her that nod, like it's okay because he's got no fuel left in his tank at that point. Uh, dude, I've been there. I would. Give I just. A nod to I it. just look at Starlight. Yeah, fuck. Just kill me. Can I at least see them <laughs> boobies? Can I see them boobies one more time? Just, just pop claw me. Just pop claw. Me. Wait, does <laughs> light come out of her vagina too? Ooh, uh, disco shit. I mean, I'm sure it does. It. it looks, it's a rave. It, that's a rave when we fuck. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, that that was a big moment for those characters, though. And we really do see the team come together for the first time that's ever. Be a new sex move. The uh, pop claw? The pop claw. When you ride his face so hard, I'll, he passes I'll, I'll out. Let's see if that's an urban dictionary. Hold on. The orgasm so hard in his face, he suffocates and dies. Okay, let's see here. <laughs> pop claw. He's really on urban dictionary right now. Pop claw me. It can't be a thing. It's, if it's not, no. you need to add it. You I, should add pop claw. Yeah, add pop claw. And okay. you can, you put, you, you, you know, I you want can, her to pop claw. You know how you can put in a reference <laughs> as right. to why? He's doing it. You, right, you so know how it. you could enter a reference as to where it's from? You can reference the boys. Yeah. And then season one, episode whatever, when pop claw rode yeah. the guy's face. <laughs> it's when a woman when orgasms. When a woman orgasms. Uncontrollably. So hard or uh, uncontrollably. uncontrollably. And she loses all inhibition. And loses all inhibition. I can spell From writing a man's face. And when you, and then you got to put the quote. Writing, for, oh, oh, from, from writing from someone's face. on a man. Right. Or, or. Or from someone. No, 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 no. Oh, yeah, Al Warman's, yeah. Fine. Okay, so when a woman orgasms uncontrollably and loses all inhibition from sitting on a man-slash-woman's man face and crushes their skull. Or do we want to say suffocates-slash-kills? Suffocates, then, hold on, and suffocates. That they die. 
<laughs> and crushes their skull into a million pieces. And then, you know, you have to use it in a sentence. Yeah, yeah, I will. But look, come on, baby, pop claw me tonight. <laughs> you got to show people how to use it. Yeah, yeah, you got to put it. Can you put that in a sentence, please? Hey, babe, uh, can you pop claw me tonight? Hey, babe, pop claw me. Oh, God. This or, honey, awesome. can I pop claw you? All right, type, type in an example of how it's used in a sentence. Hey, babe, can you pop Claw I came so hard, face. I almost pop clawed him. Hey, babe, can you pop claw my face tonight? <laughs> no, not face. Just pop claw me. You got to put face. No, no, no. That's the whole point. Your other face is part of the definition of the word. All right. All right. Hey, babe, can you pop claw? Oh, I put. She came so hard, she almost pop clawed me. Yeah, put that as a secondary How do you put Can you put a secondary sentence? Yeah, you can put like three or four examples. Uh, okay, hold on. Like how Thomas is an old pro of Urban Dictionary. How many Urban Dictionaries have you written? Seven. Thomas. What? No. Oh, I was like, Jesus It's all Christ. pertaining to anal right, butt what play. Was, what, what, <laughs> what was the other one? What was the other one? She uh, came so hard, she almost pop clawed me. She came so hard, almost pop clawed. Hey, you see that dude over there? <laughs> Last month, I pop clawed him. <laughs> hey, you see that guy with the, with the bandage with on the his face? With the broken nose. <laughs> Stupid. So uh, fucking dumb. All right. Uh, let's see. All, all right. See. Well, he's working on that. Uh, <laughs> I like how we have designations, like a little job. All right, right so while he's working on that, we're going to go to continue over here. <laughs> Search for, you can put gifts with these now? Jesus. All right, All right so we, we, we got to move. We had the fact that Huey, and, and this, the element that they have become a team for the first time, that, that Butcher and Huey are basically accept, Butcher accepts that he needs him. Huey, I don't know is like if he's aware of it yet, but he might be. But we see that because he and Huey and Starlight we're successful in something that the rest of the team was never able to do. And that is exposed the fact that the superheroes are made and that compound V is a sham and Vought controls the whole fucking thing. Now, while this was a big win for them and an emotional catharsis, a nice moment, the first thing I thought of, which is kind of like what Butcher said, is that it can all go to shit real fucking quick. Yeah. The first thing I thought of was we've seen this in real life where we catch a corporation red fucking handed, not even hand in the cookie jar like dick in the cookie jar fucking it for seven hours straight and yet they still manage to insulate themselves deflect have legal defense we're going to put it under our own investigation bullshit line and no one is ever held accountable other than some shill that they say all the blame goes to and that person gets fired and so really the big question is will any of this fucking matter Will Vought really? They lose money for a little bit, but are they going to weasel out of it? Well, to where it won't, it won't be, it won't stick. Look at Edgar's face when they're losing their shit in the office, and he's sitting there like he's drinking a tea. Yeah. Like he doesn't give a. He's fuck. not phased. No, not at it's all. Disturbing. So, in my opinion, you can't topple empires no, like that. Nothing's going to happen. Uh, nothing's going to. It's going to be a. They're going to spin it, and nothing's going to happen. And then, and it's going to be business as usual. Look at there are companies That's so fucking depressing. There are companies that have. Killed thousands of people in cities because of poisoning their water, and they're still around. They just have to pay out BP. in the settlements. That's it. I mean, you know, population control or whatever. Oh, and it's a it's a sad fact, but that really was one of those things that makes me both. I love the show, but also sick to my stomach while I watch it because that is a headline. It's realistic. We've all seen. Way too many times. It's so depressing. We all need to be pop clawed later. Yeah. I can't wait to get pop clawed, to be completely honest. And it, yeah, that whole bit was depressing. But how does Thomas pop claw, though? 
But like, if this is a dude, how does he? Oh, bisexuals can't pop claw. Oh, it's that. Oh, well, it's... male. Um, you can't just fifty oh, no, percent of the time. <laughs> <laughs> it only works fifty percent of the time. Fifty percent of the time, it works every time. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, we did have... We, we talked... The first thing we talked about was Stormfront's brutal murder of Kimiko's brother. The fact that she's completely fucking racist and just destroys multiple houses of... The entire, the entire, like, two floors or three floors, was it? She yeah. Just, she blows up the one level, dude. Just, and a lot of the victims seem to be minorities, and that's why she clearly didn't fucking care with her powers, it seems. Why are they minorities? How did, yeah, I didn't Thomas, know this. Did, I didn't either, actually. The black so, family we see, the black man in the hallway. But you're counting all the black people? Yes, I am, for this reference here. And then she I, kills I the Asian person. I didn't notice either. Yeah, I didn't notice uh-huh. until she said, "You know, do you do that a lot when you go to the grocery store? Do you? No, notice? it counts. But it was it was shocking to me because she one black person. Uh, oh my God. The bus stop has one black. That's guy. That's a Hoblander of you. The thing that shocked me about it, <laughs> like jokes aside, was that no, this was how it was a nice setup. I was really confused by the fact that she just threw that guy into the fridge and like snapped his spine. Yeah, and his it was blood. shocking. I was like, what the fuck? Who does that? A, Homelander does, but B, I didn't think that was like the kind of character or hero she was. And so that's the first immediate clue. The second one is as they run up the stairs and she follows, that guy just kind of stares at her. And the next scene is explosion on that entire. There was no need to throw him out the window. So I'm like, okay, so she's just fucking immediately violent. And I'm thinking she's just like a Homelander, ultra violent. And then it's that whole yellow bastard line. And you're like, oh, Christ. So while that was incredibly depressing, it also has that great revenge setup with the end of the episode Ugh. with the female has lost her brother and, she's and is so fucking I think pissed she's in a pop claw. I oh man, pop, I think she would have full on. She would have full on gone and tried to pop claw her on the rooftop there. Had Homelander not shown up, I want her to pop claw me. If I was the brother, I'd be like, hey, listen, pop claw me. If you're gonna kill me, if you're, if you're gonna, gonna do kill it, me, you might as well just pop claw me. <laughs> yeah, just let me get one last look at that. Uh, so do we think, claw. do we think since Mike, you brought it up that Stormfront's probably a one season villain? Yeah. Does the Kimiko get to kill her? I do think, the boys gang oh, up yeah. and pull something off like a translucent. They're, they're going to gang up and pop claw. <laughs> <laughs> Five man pop claw. <laughs> men, men can't pop claw. That's, you know Let's of. call it something else. I guess, you, I guess if you try really just hard, just skull fucking at that point. <laughs> uh, I think I think Stormfront is going to be safe for the female at this point. Yeah, 
Yeah. That would be a nice revenge. I mean, look at the yeah. way the, the camera pushed oh, in on her. Oh, that was rage. Dude, yeah. rage. And I'm, I, we've seen her fight in self-defense. I really want or fight her brother who she didn't want to hurt. I can't wait to fucking just see full her blown, just go full blown. I don't give she a reminds fuck. me of Wolverine. She basically just is tiny lunges. Wait, violent, what's the other one? Die. X-23. Yeah. Dude. She's fucking. Oh yeah. X-23 from she, I Logan. I mean, she doesn't have fucking claws like Popclaw, but <laughs> I, yeah, she's like, but full she has the same like dude. feral berserker rage dude, that I'm so looking forward to. Fuck out of oh, front. Dude, God, that'll be, be so amazing. fucking satisfying. Oh yeah. I want some of the shirt to just tear off. Just titties <laughs> titty fly fall out. out and some Popclaw. <laughs> pop that titty out of that outfit. You better pop that titty out while you <laughs> Popclaw me. Oh, Jesus. Homeland is like, is it true or is it not that you Popclawed? <laughs> Tell me now. I'm waiting for the email so I can fucking see if Popclaw got put into the Urban Dictionary. I'm pretty bummed. So, up. real quick question before yeah, we, we wrap up out. here. I want to get your guys' opinion. A-Train is still a total douche, but he has kept Starlight's secret at this point. Yeah, yeah. they're working on a bigger story. They're working on a bigger storyline yeah. with him, but I wonder how much they are going to nerf him. Because we see him try to run, and he's got the heart he's issues. Struggling. He's got his, like, murmurs. Homelander saw it. He's got his murmurs when he came out of the club. Like things aren't right, and how much of that is he's pushing himself way too hard post heart attack? I, Possible, so, but how much say, of it is permanent damage? At well, this point? I think it's permanent. Because his brother his, alluded to that. Yeah, last season he said if you keep doing this, you're already. He said something like you already damaged yourself. Yeah, yeah. And if you keep doing this, it's just going to get worse. I, I think he's going to go down to just being a regular person at that I, point. I think so too. And the other thing that, or the other option is that Homelander saw that and saw weakness. Yeah, and, and so he'll push him. Homelander's gonna f- either yeah. kill him or, or push him or to the push point him. of death. He's gonna like push break, him off the I'm roof like a son. He might popcorn. Guys <laughs> can't popcorn. Yes, they can. Don't, don't muddy down the definition, okay? Well, how's that muddy? Keep it down? pure. What if, what if it? Let's keep it pure. Keep it pure. <laughs> All right, Stormfront. Oh, Jesus, shit. I will definitely have supremacy when it comes to <laughs> our definitions. Terms. Oh wow. All right, we got to close out. All we right, percentage so real fast. Final thoughts, just percentages cuz let's get real at 90, this point. 99. Mike. 99. <laughs> 99, man. I this episode's probably the best so far. Yeah. And incredibly depressing at the same time. It really is. So that's going to do it here for us with Hang with the Boys. We'll be back doing this now weekly. We won't have the crammed number of episodes within one week. As each episode comes out, we'll then be doing our regular show, regular review. Thank you all for listening. Hopefully you enjoyed it, and we'll see you all next time. Hashtag pop call me. You should fuck off, Huey. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.